Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fresh start, new season, new me. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Pre-season's done. Uh, finished it off with a 3-1 win over Darmstadt uh, at detail yesterday. Performance overall, I felt, was was good. Um, their, their goal that they scored, I wasn't happy at all with, to be honest. I thought that was a poor goal to concede. But as I say, overall, I think we played well. The new lads look like they're really settling in. Um, yeah, I was, I was happy with it. I thought we played well. I thought we looked good on the ball. Um, we are moving it really well. McAllister and Sobosley, as I say, you know, getting into these these pockets, just finding players. It's just, I think the starting lineup is is very good. Yeah, it is. Obviously, I'd still like to find that that whole midfielder, but I think McAllister played there yesterday. And he, he, he looked like he fitted there. Um, so we've discussed that position a number of times where the likes of the difference between like an Alonso and a Fabinho. Alonso was. It's more like McAllister can nick the ball back and then and spray a pass. It um, he was enjoyable to watch. Sober slide as now I've got an engine on him. I think the football we played going forward, you know, slick, one touch passing like we, we were used to under Klopp. Um, getting in behind, just they just played some lovely football. Gakpo coming in deep to receive the ball and then playing one twos. It just all sort of clicked going forward. But as you say, that that one attack they had. That literally drained me of all enthusiasm for the game. As soon as that ball went through, and I just thought, here we go, these teams shouldn't be scoring against us. We shouldn't even be getting shots on, on goal, really, for that standard. Um, but it's just the same story over and over again with that defence. It just cuts open time and time again. It's, it's an, It annoyed me. It sort of made me die. My brother-in-law is die. My little nephew who just sat there. And as soon as that goal went in, it sort of like killed the mood for us a little bit. Because yeah. to be fair, we all had a bet on and it was all to nil. We had 5 nil, 6 nil, 4 nil. Little Steve, he's only six. He was nearly crying because Salah scored the first because <laughs> he had jotted on his bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit, it was one, it was a friendly, it's exactly what it was. It was like a pantomime. It was a, a chance for, for families and kids that don't usually go to the game to get in there. There was like, I think I spotted about 40 signs carrying out of your shirt. It was like being at the wrestling. There was when the players were warming up and that, there was just it, it sounds like being on a school playground. And I'm not even exaggerating. There was just kids screaming to the players and can I have your talk? Like just some of them just wanted a wave and acknowledgements and fair play to the players. They they gave it like um so it was nice to see that kids that probably would never go to the game get a chance to go. You know what the chicken system's like. But yeah, mm. overall performance, it was it was good. It was Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Their goal, and I'll I'll come on to where you're saying it was interesting there to try and sort of get what you mean about that. But their goal, obviously, one ball over the top and we were done. Do you think we need to start fucking this high line off? It's, it's, it's hard because obviously where, where the high line is is where we win the ball back to, to attack, but there's no... There's no like plan for if the the pass doesn't work out. There's no like insurance policy of if it doesn't quite go right, if the pass doesn't get made or the tackle doesn't get made. There's no insurance for what's going to happen to us, and it literally is just it just keeps happening. If we don't win that that ball or we don't press quite fast enough, that ball comes over the top. Sometimes it's from a centre after they're they're attacking and they're in all the time, so not necessarily sack the high line off but have security that if it doesn't work there's, a, there's another body there to get in there was times mm. yesterday where we'd like misplace a pass and even Canate being their half and the only one in the circle in our half was Van Dijk and 
Robbo's right up the left, Trent's right up the right. You've got Canate in the middle, and then that, there's no shape at the back when we go forward. There's none. We don't keep a structure. And I was trying to watch it. You've got Trent going like, I don't understand his position. He is left, right, and centre. He's like a free bowler, if you could say. Hmm. Got the free bowler of the midfield from right back. It's like, again, I thought Canate weren't great yesterday. Yeah, I've got I've got concerns about Canate. I don't think he's ready for that role, but I feel sorry for him. Like, I felt sorry for Gomez. Like, I felt sorry for Mata. Whoever's playing on that right side has got to do two jobs, and it's, it's impossible. Hmm. I think that's what people don't realise what we're going to miss with Henderson because for all the shit he got and, you know, like we always say, he wasn't the most spectacular footballer in the world, but he, he worked hard and he always gave 110%. But what he did offer a lot of was support down that right when Trent was bombing forward. He'd drop in and become a right-back almost. Um, so unless we haven't got... Unless we, we're going to tell someone to go and do that job, yeah, that right side is going to be the basis of a lot of attacks still. If we are going to adapt to this sort of three at the back system when we're when we've got the ball, um, it might help a little bit. But I think, yeah, we're we'll, we're we'll, we're missing that support on the right with now Henderson there because he he was the only one who ever seemed to do it. Anyone else playing on that right side of midfield never seemed to offer that same support. It was like like I said against his role for Henderson that his job was to cover strengths. Now even Curtis Jones just spoke saying like. He struggled with the defending part of the mentality where when we haven't got the ball, he didn't want to work as hard, basically. Mm. And now he's learning that part of his game and he's a young lad and I think every young lad's like that. If you, you see the lads playing in the park when you've got the ball, you're going out, aren't you, when you're having yeah. something. Just the way, the way we are in our heads. If it looks like it's positive, happy days when it's negative, it's, you pack in. But... They've got to designate a role to somebody to do it, or or Binny, because I don't think that the benefits of of Trent going forward outdoes the negatives of him not getting back. Hmm. So I think, like when we won the league, we won the Champions League, we won trophies. Trent wasn't going into midfield. Trent was playing right back. Trent was bombing up the wing and putting the ball in the box that way, playing one twos with the midfield and getting to the corner flag area and whipping the ball across the box or from deep within our half, from the right, whipping the ball into the box. So, I don't get what's changed. He's a fantastic player. We've raved about him. He's looked brilliant in that position. And when he get when he's on his game, like he's he's better, he's as good as anyone in, in a midfield role. But I don't think he it doesn't it doesn't help our defence. We're gonna have to score four or five goals a game. And you've yeah. got teams like them scoring against you with ease like that. Like imagine what are we going to do against the likes of City and Arsenal and that? It's going to be hard. Newcastle, you've got rapid players. You, that's all they do. Sit on the halfway line and, and go. As soon as you get it, whack it up. Yeah. See, so yeah, I think that's the thing now is the teams like your, your Cities and your Arsenals and your Uniteds and sort of to a lesser extent, your Chelsea's and stuff like that, they don't, they're not going to press us as much as, that, as, much as they did because... They're, they're more wary of what we can do going forward. If they press us and, and it doesn't work, they're fucked. They know that. Um, you know, you had Zinchenko talking about Salah being the hardest player he's ever faced in his career because you give him a little bit of space and, and you, you're done. And so these big teams, they won't want to do that. They don't want to give Salah that space. So I, I, I think I think this system will work better against the bigger teams, to be honest. It's the smaller teams. We've got nothing to lose. Your, your Forests, your, your Lutons, all these teams who probably who are going to be willing to press, I'd say, got nothing to lose. They're, they're expected to get battered, so might as well just fucking go for it, you know what I mean? I think they're the teams that the system won't work against as much. Oh, I think it'll fare better say- against the bigger teams. Well, that's a good take on it. I just think in, in, in terms of talent, I think if you've got the, if the ball drops to the Bruyne and his half and he, he's going to just whack a floor with Ireland, I think that's where the danger lies. Mm against the top teams that the quality that we're facing but no you're right to be fair it, when, it is always a fucking closer game it's more of a it's more of a game of chess when we play the top teams but I just think it's like it's like having less pieces <laughs> if you were playing chess do you know what I yeah. mean I think too many gaps now 
there's, there's just a, there's an opportunity. I think it's the it's 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 looking like when we when we had Rodgers as manager, that's what, what the defense is like. Is that the defense isn't structurally great, the system isn't great for the defense. But going forward, we could annihilate anyone. We've just got to score more than them, and that that's where we're at at the minute. I think, uh, and I don't know what fixes it. Because even yesterday, McAllister played brilliant as the six, but that pass still happened. That the, the defence still got... So I don't think it's a case of, is it just a right-back problem? I think the high line's past the problem. I think the right-back not being there is past the problem. Three at the back, when we lose the ball, when none of them are in our half is a problem. So I think it's a system thing, but the frustrating part is that the manager's not not putting his finger on it and not doing anything about it and it's been this way for 18 months yeah so it's a, that's my biggest concern is that there's no um, it looks like there's no desire to change it I think he's fixated on Sven playing this they call it the hybrid role yeah which I don't I despise he's just playing in midfield from right back that's what I call it but <laughs> now that um, he's fixated on that happening and I'd rather him just say right Sven we we'll sign the right back. You're now a midfielder, and we'll go back to the system we knew and what we won with. Yeah, to be honest though, I think it showed in the past that Trent playing as an out and out midfielder isn't effective. Like he tried it for England at very first, didn't he? And Klopp called Southgate out for it. It didn't work then. I think. Um, I think we tried the game where Trent was the lone sort of six, and it was a, it was a shambles. So I think Trent being an out and out midfielder, or isn't isn't the way. I think. It feels like at the minute he's kind of, I don't know, maybe he's tried to use Trent as a sort of six for the, for the time being. And at the end of last season, maybe he knew Fabinho was going to be going. And I don't know, maybe it's until we get a, a recognised number six in, Lavia, if that is going to happen, then Trent's going to be playing a hybrid role. Maybe when that number six comes in, but, Trent's just back to right back. You know what I mean? I don't even think it's, I don't even think he's playing the sixth though, lad. He's, he's like, Sort of everywhere in the midfield, he just goes mm. where he where the ball is, and I think that, as you say, he's not actually a centre mid. He's not doing the job of a centre mid. He's not pressing the ball and winning the ball back like a centre mid. He's just basically getting a free roll when we're in possession. Give Trent the ball, and he'll make something happen. Um, but then the rest of his game in that role, he's he's not contributing much. His yeah. job is just to do something on the ball and not very much without it, which. I don't see how that works. At times, it's like playing with 10 men. And that's not Trent's fault. That's the system's fault. Yeah, now it is. It's, um, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. And I think until we get the rest of the signings done that we want to do this window, because I don't believe it stops with one. Um, I don't believe it stops with, with Lavier again, if he is if he is the next one, which um, there was reports last night that we'd made a fourth bid straight away after the third one. Like so... Um, We'll, we'll discuss that a bit a bit in a minute. We've discussed it a lot on previous ones anyway, but um, with the new sort of bit happening, we'll discuss it a little bit again today. Um, but you mentioned before about yesterday's performance that it was interesting. What what did you mean by that? I was interested in the start eleven because um, obviously we were open. What we seen was going to be what started against Chelsea, and obviously then we can see that goal, and you're thinking, is this going to be what it's like against them? Um, the so going forward, the performance itself was interesting and it looked like our old Charles going forward. But then, as I say, it looked like Brendan Rodgers going back um, at the back. So, yeah, I was just, it was just interesting to see what it was like with Virgil as captain. It was not very, like, statement-like. I wanted us to go out and make a statement and we never really... Thought we were going to put like six or seven past them, but then again, you're not going to overexert yourself in a friendly deep day, are you? No. Um, so the whole atmosphere was interesting. There was like, it was like a panto. There was, I thought there was going to be people shouting, he's behind you at times. It was mad. Their fans were brilliant. That was interesting. They were fighting themselves at one point. Their fans had a friendly. Um, yeah, when saying there's no emphasis on interesting really, just. It was interesting to just to see. It was exciting. Excited to see what we were going to play, how we were going to play. But it was interesting in the sense, I think Klopp's got, got Eddie 
Um, certainly after the second half, he's got a major headache, absolute major headache after the second half, which we've discussed a bit. But I think he, he's got to know there's a few problems there. And that's the main interesting point for me, is that based on that performance, based on seeing how good we are going forward and how we are at the back, he's got to move soon in this market. Hmm. You can get someone signed in the next two days who might be able to play against Chelsea, then you've got to sign you. But so we discussed on Lavia in a bit, this whole nonsense of 42, 43, 44 million, whatever, is fucking stupid if we're going to end up paying that 50 million anyway. Well, I, I said this on, on Twitter last night. I said it's making us look amateur. And I, I don't get me wrong, I haven't had a problem with the approach of it because, like I say, if you start going into teams and just going, how much do you want? And they go, 60 mil. And we go, yeah, all right. Then you, it's just fucking stupid. Um, Unless it was like, you know, Sobersly is different because I think 60 was like, look, it's good. Pay this now. Otherwise, once that expires, it's, it's 80 mil. So his price would have only gone up. That's the difference with, with him, I think. But I think at the minute, it's like... So let me ask you this. I said, I think it look, makes us look worse if we then... If we were willing to pay the 50 all along, It, I think it makes us look stupid in the in the sense that we've gone 42, 44, 46. If we then, if we then just go, all right, yeah, we'll pay the 50. I, I think that makes us look stupid and it's given us less time with the player that, that we needed to... Im- to bed them into the squad. Yeah, I agree, lad. But like you said on the last one, it's a negotiation. So you're gonna try everything you can to get them, even if they save five hundred grand. It's they all feel like they've won a bet. It's a game. It's a game to, to businessmen. It's like when you buy a house, you know they're asking for one hundred and thirty-five grand for this house, but you're going in at one twenty-five to save yourself ten grand. There's your refurb done. Oh no, actually you want one one thirty-five. I'll wear them one twenty-six. No, 135, oh, come on, 128. And eventually, you're that desperate to get the house, you just go, fuck it, 135. Yeah. And it, time goes on. You could have moved in at Christmas, but you'd end up moving in in summer. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, a, it is a negotiation. In terms of, obviously, it's different. It's football. We could have done with Lavia in, but I don't think he makes a massive difference to the team straight away. I think if it would have been Casado, I think it would have been in case of, what are you asking for? Do we want him that much? Fucking pay it. Get him in. Get him better in. He's going to start. So I think that's the difference with Lavia. He's not going to really... I don't think he starts for us. I don't think he gets near the first 11 straight away. Um, even I, I go as far as saying Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Thiago, Pachetic will probably all start ahead of him because he's brand new, because it's going to take the time and he'll have to learn it. The six of the trade at Liverpool before he gets near that pitch for me. But, um, yeah, I think if we end up paying the 50 mil, it shows you the intent of Klopp. It shows the intent of the club that we really want this player and we just try to, to cut a few corners to save a few quid, which which is the right way to, to go about business. But it's just dragging its, dragging its feet. It's a bit frustrating for us as fans, isn't it? Because we want him in. We want it confirmed and we want to move on to the next one. Mm. That's it. I mean, and someone, I said that last night and I think someone pointed it out that they're probably working on multiple deals, you know, at the same time, which is probably true, but all we're heading about is Lavia, so that's all we can comment on. Um, that's a good thing. That I think that's a good thing, though. That's why that's why I'm not panicking. And as, no, time, not goes by, as time goes by, and it, it, like, you want something done it, like the next week or something. You don't want to be going to that line day and your ass is kind of hanging out and you're flapping because we do need players, we need bodies. That, that bench yesterday, even barring one or two, there's nothing. There's, we've got no squad depth, lads. We really haven't. We need to bring yeah. in a few players where, you know, you've got to give, said before, you've got to give kids a chance and there's a reason why we've got some of them. Some of them are exceptional. But you can't be relying on kids. You can't be relying on like the likes of Elliot St. Jones, the Chetich, so, mm. because like, there's, too, there's too much inexperience to if you were putting three on at a time, it could like completely hinder the team. So what you need is a bit of experience as well, a bit of known quality alongside a kid or two. But yeah, I have to just see what how, how it pans out, lads. But I'm I'm not worrying because I say there's always names getting thrown about. There's a reason agents are trying to get teams to buy the their their players. Um we're just nothing brushing them aside. 
Just mm. hopefully there is. I think there's something, I honestly think there's something big lined up, but I really do. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm hoping with Casado dragging his, his feet with Chelsea and that not quite going right. We might be interested in, in that, and that's what's holding it up. But in to reality, be honest, I don't want Casado at all. I don't want him anywhere near the team. And I was low to saying that because he's he spat his dummy out in that, but twice stop, no, like. no, but if, if he was spitting his dummy out to join us, we'd want him. So just a case of but at the same time, if we get him, if we get him 18 months' time, Barca's or Real come sniffing around, he starts, he spits his dummy out at us, then he's that he's going to be that type of player, lad. It's just it's going to, it's going to be more, <laughs> it's going to be detrimental. I think I just don't want him anywhere near the squad, lad. I think he's got the wrong attitude, no, but if you lad. If we said that about Luis Suarez and players like that, we'd never have a team. It's it, they just he's just trying to better himself now. He's ready to, to move on and he's doing everything he can to, to get to a club that's gonna make him a better player. And I get what you mean. If we get three years out of a player and then he wants to move on, as long as he's under contract, we can fucking do what we want with him and tell him no, whatever. So I think for his ability, he's the he's the best centre mid of the league in, in that role. Um you've got it. We've got to be going for at least that level. If not that player, at least that level. And there's not many. So we're a bit stuck. No, we're not. Um, no, it's as I say, lad, I just don't think his attitude is is right. I don't think it I don't think Klopp would want, want him, to be honest. For his I attitude think, I like think that. that's part of the problem. There's a dickhead test, isn't he, apparently? But to say if you if you go on that, there's, there's players there like she Suarez wants to go to Arsenal, was trying to go to Arsenal. Apparently he's just told fucking Gremio that he'd go. He wants to go to America, doesn't he? Constant... Yeah, Miami won him, don't him? It's yeah, like apparently he said he'll back pay. together. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll pay to go. So, um, there's, there's players like that who are always trying to go to the next best place and do the next best thing for their career. And I understand it. Got no, he's got no love for Brighton. He's, he'll have respect for them because they've made him a better player now, but he's ready to go to the next level. So, I think... If you look, look at the likes of Harry Kane, lad, Harry Kane's been so good about it, never never thrown his toys out the pram, and now he's fucking stuck at Tottenham. He's never going to win a thing in his life. Yeah. So you've sometimes you've got to. No, I, I, I get what you're saying about Casado, lad, and I understand what he's doing, but as I say, I just don't think I can't see Klopp going for that type of player doing that kind of thing because he's going to look at it and go, well, like I've just said, what's to stop him doing it? In a year's time, say he has a say we buy him and he has a great season. Real Madrid come sniffing around Barcelona, Bayern Munich, anyone like that. They come sniffing and he goes, "Well, I want to go. I'm not staying." Klopp will just go get the fuck then in a bit. Like he's not Klopp's not going to stand for that. No, we know, but it's like it's like the likes of now, lads with Lavia. If if our next step is right, forty eight mil, Lavia put in a transfer request and he does it, and he's willing to do what Casado's done, isn't he? But we'll be like that. Well, in Lavia, because we want. No, him. he's not though. Because I say Casado was again. He done it in January. He said he wasn't turning up to training, and stuff like that. He's done it now, saying he's not turning up to training. Lavia hasn't done that. Lavia's still gone in saying got on with his job. He was in the squad for their game on Friday. It didn't come on, which is why I think it's going to fucking get done definitely. But he's still gone in and done his job. Like Casado is. Spitting his dummy out, he's throwing his toys out the pram, and he's refusing to go to training and to get a move. And it's like that's not what you want. I don't want a player who's gonna throw you throw your team under the bus essentially just to get his own way. I'll tell you now, if he's if, if we could get him, I'd go and pick all those toys up and put them back on the pram and just say thanks for coming. <laughs> well, that's where we differ then, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but no, it's look. I think Lavia. Gets done this week at some point. Um, I say fourth bid's gone in now, so apparently anyway. Let's hope that is just fucking the one that gets accepted. We need it to be the fifty mil now. If if he's the one we want, just fucking pay the money now. Um, I, it's getting beyond the joke. If we throw a fourth bid in and that gets rejected, and then we're like, oh, Liverpool have put a fifth bid in, and then it's forty nine mil, and a fucking curly whirly and an Oasis ticket. You know what I mean? It's like just just pay the fifty mil at this point. Just get it done. But I think that gets done this week, to be honest with you. Yeah, and like I, I've talked them down a bit, Lavia. And I've, I'm not, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not excited about signing him because I haven't seen enough of them. Um, all, all I've seen of him really wasn't setting Jotter up against them. Um, I've, I've seen him 
don't get me wrong, he had stages of things, does where he, he tore us up a little bit. But again, I don't think that's the player you need. I don't think you need a player who's going to go all Joel Matip on you, who's going to win the ball in the middle and end up at the edge of your box. I don't think I think that that affects us in a worse, in a worse way, really. But we'll just say, I think, obviously, if we're going to offer the money for him and we want him, it's because they really want him. He's 19. They could turn him into an absolute beast and it could be exciting in the future. But I think for now, um, 50 mils, ridiculous. But obviously, we want him. We want him enough to, to hopefully eventually pay it. So, got to just back what the managers believes in. Yeah. Um, and to be highly weighted, um, rumours, PSG, United, City, Chelsea have been showing a bit more of an interest. Um, and that's what we've, I think that's what that could be agency, that though, that could be hmm. making us flap so we pay it. So just see where we go, lads. I think for me, when when you know what these owners are like with, with the cash, I think 50 mil scares me paying it on a 19 year old because I think it indicates that we're not going to go and get a start and sentiment. But I think if we can. If we can get a body in there and a, and a centre back, then we could be we could be all right. But my main concern is the system more than anything. Hmm. I I can't the one I can't see happening is is a centre back. To be honest with you, um, I think I think we get two midfielders in before the the end of the window. Um, I I think I don't know. I feel like he's he's not too concerned about the defence, which he sh- I think he should be. I think you're right, but I think when he looks at it, he's got. You know, Van Dijk, Kanate, Mata, Gomez, who I believe is a better choice at right back myself than centre back. Um, like I think we've discussed it before. When he's only got to focus on one player, when he's only got to focus on one thing at right back, I, I feel like he's better. I feel like he's more solid defensively when he's got when he hasn't got a bigger area to work in. If that makes sense, I think when he's just got that little space, that that smaller space to work in. I feel like he's better. I feel like he feels like the attacking player, right? You've got nowhere to go here. I'm not letting you pass. You've only got a, you've only got a small space to work with. You're not getting past. I feel like he's better, and he's worked on that side of his game as well in terms of his passing, his crossing. That's improved immensely. We've seen some of the crosses he's put in. Even last night, he was putting a few good, good crosses in, which were you know a little tiny bit too high, but they were quality balls. Um, so I, I think he's a, a choice at right back, but I think. I can see Quanter being involved in the season, to be honest with you. Um, and I think that's where he's gonna end up end up leaving it. Obviously, Reese Williams has gone out on loan. Matt Phillips is still there if that's an op- if he's gonna be an option. Obviously, a deal yeah, hasn't materialised for him. It looks like um, but at the minute he's he's still there, so he's he's an option. But I, I can see it being two midfielders myself and and that's it. I think that'll be us done then. To be honest, as I say, can can I say worries me because he's like a, a ball in a china shop, he's he's just he just runs at the ball like a school kid sometimes. I don't think his positioning is great. I don't think he's got any control over himself. He sees the ball when he wants it. It's times where he's running towards their midfield area and leaves leaves a space at the back. Um, but again, he's only young. He'll learn. You've got to, got to accept that. I think he's struggling with the, the whole system as well, where he's having to look after the centre position. And it's the same for everyone, to be honest. Van Dijk hasn't had a great 18 months. So... You can't just slate these, but it's that that whole position is whoever plays at the right who's got to cover that right back struggles, and it's not because they're shite, it's because the system doesn't help them. Whereas, as you said before, they might have went to the right and Henderson had sits in, so the job's a little bit easier. But Henderson it goes to the right and they could remain where they were in the position. It's Canate, he's playing right centre back, right back, shows Matter, shows Gomez when he plays there, so it's it's impossible. Another interesting thing about yesterday was are we, are we shift? Are you still there? Yeah. You look dead then. <laughs> um, are we shift the tactics when Trent goes off and we we stop that that mm. whole hybrid thing? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's. I think we looked at times going forward a lot better when we done that. I think so. It's that's interesting to see why like why don't we do that from the off? Mm. No, no, we did. We we just looked more comfortable. I think at the back, and it's in their box for for twenty twenty five minutes when yeah. When it but happens. as I say, and that's because Gomez is is there. He's sitting in. He's sitting back more. He's not bombing up as as often. It's a bit more like Robertson on the other side. Robertson gets a, up, but he gets back. 
I think yeah, Gomez. It's a slap back four. Slap back four mm. with the with the, the full backs a little bit elevated, a little bit further up the pitch. That the job is to get up, put the ball in the box, and then get back. And that's 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 how we've had all our success. Obviously, there's been times where it's centre drifted a little bit higher up, but there's always been cover for him. Now it's a case of it doesn't look like he needs to get back at all. Mm. He's not playing in that role. But whoever the midfielder is, there must be someone meant to be covering him. They're not doing their job properly. But say only time will tell that. Won't know until we play a proper opposition um, no. at a proper level. Chelsea will be a proper test, but we look one we look forward to. That's it. Um all right, so let's let's move it on then. And um, we had a couple of questions come in again. Um, but before I get to Sorry. them, actually, go on. Before we get to them, can we speak about Benzo? <laughs> Lad. All right, yeah, fucking so, what a player. I honestly swear to God, I've never seen the crowd was like a pantomime. I've said this, it was pathetic. There were people who've never been to a football match before, there's people who didn't get it. But they were there anyway. Fair place, then they bought the ticket. When he came on and when he'd done his shit, there was people who were standing up in their seats, fucking gasping. <laughs> I, I haven't that that reaction from like the Suarez days when he'd do something and you'd just be like, "Oh my word!" There was just people shouting, "He's fucking special!" Him. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was it was it was electrifying, honestly. And to do that to a, a crowd like that, I can't wait to see him in a full outfield, lads, because to do that to a crowd like that, that I've literally gone to basically see the players um, and get a little feel for what it's like to go to the match, to, to get that reaction from people like that who aren't all that interested. A lot of them are safe, but not all of them. Oh, it was amazing, honestly. The fucking up, the crowd was standing up and he couldn't wait for them to get the ball. The yeah. senior player couldn't wait to give him the ball. And that's another thing. Don't see that all that often where you want to introduce the, the kids into play. It was just get the ball, give it a dope. He is fucking unbelievable. He really is, lad. He's special. I can't wait to see him in the league. No, I mean, like I say, we, we got a taste of him last season. We got a little glimpse of him, didn't we? And then got his injury, um, which which was which halted the season. But I mean, it hasn't affected him clearly. He's, he's fucking hit the ground running in pre-season, and I think. I think he's got a massive part to play this season, to be honest with you. I think the way he's played in pre-season, lad, he's, I think he's given Klopp a bit of a headache. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he's quite in contention to start at the minute, but he's not far off it. He's really not. Yeah, it's, it's obviously it's a difficult task, isn't it? Because Salah's there and Salah's one of the best players in the world. But I think use him, use him right, use him for what, what he is. He's an absolutely world-class, dangerous impact player. Well, class maybe over the top at the moment. I'm just excited, but no, he's got everything, absolutely everything. He needs to work on his his, his last little bit. His, his final pass. His crossing. Sometimes his cross is a little bit hard or a little bit over it, but fuck me, that'll come. You can you can teach that to anyone. What he's got is natural. Yeah. You know, the way he, just, he literally just you don't know where he's going to move. He's impossible to defend against. He is fucking brilliant. He really is. Like, I'm proper excited. We, the, that, I said, the atmosphere died a little bit for the, the ones who were interested in the, in the actual match and how we were playing. Um, the atmosphere did die a little bit when they scored and it, the fun had gone, sort of thing, because we were all mm. pissed off that they'd scored and it actually did, like, fucking wind a few people up that they'd scored. And then he came on and it was just a, the buzz was back. Everyone was excited. It was... People, honestly, lads, people were gasping. Yeah. He was just doing mad shit. And it weren't even nothing. Oh, he was just... Nothing that is out of the ordinary. But seeing him do it at that pace, seeing him do it at that age, when you just turned 17, hasn't he? I don't Ridiculous. know how old he is, I think. I don't know if he's 17 or 18, but he's fucking... He's, he's electric, lad. He's... Like, yeah, I think we said it last time, Um, he, he's got that... He reminds you of Michael Owen. Like he yeah. just picks the ball up. And he like he, even against Bayern Munich, lad, he was spinning fucking senior international world class players for fun. But it's like it's it's scary. Like he's, he's so been... little. He's shot like we were watching him, we were right by where he where they train and they were warming up, lad. Even the way he warmed up, he just looked he looked like 
I don't want to sound like a fucking dickhead here, but I stopped watching the match a little bit to watch him to just see mm. what his he was like a little bit of his body language, and he stood out even warming up. He, yeah. he looked like giving it a bit more than everyone else. He just he looked. You knew who he was. If you were to say which one of them's the, the, the senior player they're going to bring on, you'd go, there he is. And then he's not. He's fucking 17-year-old Ben Do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, the way he gets the ball, he, he's just got... He's got that messy vibe about him, lad, where he's so little and can control the ball that well. It sticks to his foot. He mm-hmm. can lift past you. So obviously, I'm getting overexcited, named up a messy <laughs> ball. <laughs> Yeah, he's got everything at at such a young age, lad, to excite you into him becoming a brilliant player. Obviously, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because it's only pre-season and he's only playing against majority shites, but then you just mentioned Munich. But, um, yeah, integrate him into the first, like the last 10 minutes of a game, integrate him into the first team slowly and, Let's see where he goes and not put too much pressure on him. Not expect him to do too much when he comes on and just enjoy it when he does do it. Yeah. Um, but he, honestly, he's going to be dangerous. He, he's like a wild card for us there, I think. It's not. Definitely. I think. Not going well. I don't think. I've always said it the likes of Raheem Sterling. Don't, I've never rated Raheem Sterling as a footballer. Never, when, not when he was at Liverpool, not when he was at Man City, not when he's at Chelsea. He's a rapid, rapid player. Put Usain Bolt in his position and he'd probably do the same as him. He don't have to be technically gifted to tap the ball into the net. And he, he misses quite a few of them, to be fair. Ben Doak's different. Ben Doak's absolutely lightning quick, but he's brilliant with the ball at his feet. He's brilliant at finding space. Brilliant at getting in positions and he's brilliant at roasting defenders. Um, that's all away from the box. So if he can improve on his way in the box, his last pass... And it's finishing. Ah, oh, you've got a ridiculous talent coming on to, to win you the game. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's got a bit of a um, he demands me a lot of Shakiri. I think as well. He's he's little, but he's he's quite stocky. He's got that low centre yeah. of gravity. Um, he's tra- like again, you never knew what to expect with Shakiri either. I think. Um, and I think that helped with him. I think Shakiri was very two footed and. You know, could do pretty much anything, but I think he's got that feel about him. But I don't know. It's just it's a different type of different type of excitement with him. Um, you know, Shikari, we're very much getting sort of the finished article when we bought him, and he was he was a fantastic squad player. Um, one we probably got rid of a little bit too early, in my opinion. But I think Ben Doak is just as I say, he's got that mix of of a Michael Owen in terms of how he's beaten players, but I think he's also got that. Shikari about him in, in the fact that he can beat the man, but he's got the strength to, to hold him off. He can, he's just, yeah, he's special. That he's just, he's, he's so, good, so good. Yeah. What I love about him as well is he literally, he's a proper winger. He just, he stays on the on the line, stays on the byline. He just hooks that line. There's a, a 40 yard ball got played into him and his control thinks it past the play. He's just quality. He just, He's got a bit of everything, lad. And he, hmm. he could you could you could list a load of players he reminds you of already, but say Michael Owen to come in at, at 17, 18, as you say, and remind people of Michael Owen is is interesting. Obviously, you've had players like Rosser to get compared to Gerard and shit like that. Yeah. It's never quite worked, but I've never seen a player like a pre-season up like him. I don't even think I've seen a, a senior player or a, a purchased player like pre-season up like him. And excite excite us like him. No, I think for for a new for a new kid coming through, I think this is the most excited I've been ever. Yeah, that says a lot because we've had a few decent ones, but it's just sort of Adam. He just looks he looks ready, and I yeah. can't wait to see him. I just hope he's not another another Gruwich in, and I mean that in the sense of when when we had Marco Gruwich, he was our best midfielder by a mile in pre-season and then could never get a game for the first team. Like, I, the one thing I always go back to with him was that, that header against Barcelona when we beat them 4-0. Like, but he was unbelievable in pre-season and then we'd loan him out every year. And I just hope it's not the same with Ben Doak. Like, he's getting the chance to impress in pre-season and then it's not, you know, it's not going then on to a proper chance in the first team. Yeah, I don't think it is. 
if he got loaned out, I'd fucking flip. I'd absolutely flip because he's he, he's dangerous. Say so even at this age, even even if it's a case of ten minutes here and there, I think he is he's dangerous. And we can only judge it when he comes on in the league and when he when he does play games. But even the likes of your league cups and your Europa leagues, if he was playing it, either some of the senior players, you'd, you'd physically expect him to do something. Hmm. You wouldn't see Ben's open the team and go, oh, not quite that. You know what I mean? So, I think, as I say, the reaction from the fans yesterday, I think it tells you enough about him. I don't think any player who's, who's a young kid has, in the last 10 years, 20 years, has, has got a reaction like that. I really don't. No, no. Um, no, it's a, it's a exciting time for them. It's a exciting time for us. Um, and, you know, more ball, it just gives us another option, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So you, you can never have too many, and especially, you know, these young lads, they're not taking up squad spaces because you don't have to register them when they're, I think it's under 21. So it's 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 a free, you know, it's a free reign essentially for them. They can feature as much or as little as, as Jürgen wants them to. It's, it's a good good experience for them. And even if they're getting named on the bench and not, a, not even coming on, it's just being around that team constantly is, is yeah. going to be massive right. for them. Training with them every day, seeing what it's like to be a professional. You no, know, when when you're playing in the academy, you're not. It's not quite the same. You're at Liverpool, but you're not. When you're in that first team and you're mixing, and you're rubbing shoulders with the likes of your Salas and that, and learning from them, you can only get better. You can only get hungrier. Yeah. Um, I also like you mentioned Quanza there. I think he's in contention to to be in the squad. Um, obviously. I don't think you you make the bench quite yet because you've got your Matip and your Gomez and Canate. I think the three of them will be fighting for that spot. To be honest, um, but again, he's he's your option there. Yeah, I think there was a kid who come on left wing, Scanlon. I think his name was. Scanlon, yeah, yeah, forty-eight. I've never heard. Of him. Um, he was he was spot on. He was doing the yeah. same as as Dope, but in a less slick fashion. But less, he was less explosive. Yeah, he was like back, he was getting the ball and holding it and then spinning and then get, he was like getting dragged and he, he weren't as as explosive yet, he weren't as fast, but tricky on the ball, good with the ball at his feet, good getting in behind. So Jay, there's, there's players there, like they're in the pre-season for a reason. They're not there for a um, a day out and as a they haven't won a competition today the because they've they've earned to be there. Yeah. Medicine. So that's that's credit to our manager that he looks at these kids and he goes, right. You might be ready, and then he'll judge it on. We'll see Chelsea, won't we? That's it. That's it. Um, let's let's move on to these these couple of questions we got then. Um, both from your little Jedi, who, if you remember from the last one, his question was fucking a bit crazy, but fucking boss at the same time. Um, and he hasn't disappointed. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> first one. So, I I have to read. I have to just tell it. It's like a story. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it's great. Jürgen calls. He tells you that the reason we don't spend a lot is because FSG have been putting all their profits into creating the time machine. Fuck. Might be right. I know, yeah, he probably is. Um, Jürgen wants you, for some reason, to go back in time and bring bring back two former heads to play in the squad. Who are you choosing and why? And and he's asked to leave the obvious ones, like your Gerrards and your your Torres and all that. He's asked for two, yeah. Yeah, bring back two former heads. Um, so, yeah, I'd say he's asked to leave the obvious ones out, Gerrards and players like that. So, uh, have you, judging by you saying it is a two, I feel like you've only got one. No, because... I, I, is this the 18-19 question? No, no. No, right. So, bring back just two former heads from any time to play in Klopp's yeah. team. Yeah. Um. Oof. Sorry, no. The obvious the Gerard bit was for the second one. You're right. I apologize. Yeah. Um. So that was probably me confusing it. Stephen Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Gerard and Luis Suarez. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I think it's always it's always difficult because we've never had a team that plays the same way as Klopp. Never had no. a team that plays with this system. Um. So. I'm fucking this system off and we're playing 43 and Suarez is going at the top. Salah's going on the right. 
Um, and it's a team with Mane on the left as well, but he's staying. Okay. And then Gerard, Gerard, Wijnaldum, and Henderson. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think a bit more in the terms of this particular squad we've got at the minute, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go a different way with one of them. I'm gonna say Mascherano. Um, I think because how desperately we do kind of need a number six. I think he's, we discussed it last time, he's the one who's going to sit there, he's going to fight for every ball, he's going to, if he needs to break someone's leg, he's going to break someone's leg. Um, he's just that type of player. Um, so I'm going to say him, and then, again, I'm trying to be a bit, I'm trying to be a bit different with it, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm going to go, I think this one might be really fucking mad to some people, um, and it, it is a little bit to me, I know who this is, please, right? You don't. You really don't. Go on. Go on. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steve Finnan, lad. Oh no, fucking hell of a saying. Just because <laughs> just because I think we need someone who is more defensively minded at right back. And again, we've discussed quality, Steve we've discussed Joe Gomez about how he can be left, you know, he makes up for a lot of his own mistakes with his pace and stuff like that. Trent doesn't like to track back at teams anymore. And I just think having someone like Steve Finnan there, lad, it, it would you know, you free Trent up then to go and have that proper role that he that he desperately wants, kind of thing. I just think he's he's probably the best right back I can remember for us in terms of defensive ability. Um, I Steve think Steve Finnan. Yeah, he was but, under but yeah, Steve Finnan was a bit more like Andy Robbo. Yeah, where he well very similar. You didn't expect too much from because of where we got him from. How much you paid him? Didn't expect the world off him, and he came in and his crossing ability was. Brilliant, and his defensive ability was brilliant, and he always gave everything. So, yeah, it's a great one. Mm. They found him as well, haven't they? You went missing for about fifteen years. <laughs> no, mad. Um, but no, what a player he was. He was so underrated. Um, but he was he was absolutely brilliant, like you say. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, no, I just because I thought that was the one where we went to go with the obvious ones. I thought of them like that. So, um, but still, I think I think they worked out. So he gave oh, us another one. one. See, we could have went, we could have went further back. So you could, you could, like with that question, you could go Dagley, sort of Rush, sort of Sunes. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't seen the best of them, no. so it's hard. it's harder for us to say. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd be talking out my ass, obviously, because <laughs> I haven't seen them live. Um, but on from what I have seen in that holding role, I don't think you're ever going to get a better player than Sunes. I think he was fucking dangerous and he was a bit of everything. He was as good going forward as a as a Gerard. Brilliant. Like a box to box midfielder. But he would fucking hate you for that ball. Even there's there's even videos of him when he when he's got the ball and he tackles people. He's fucking ruthless, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. Not case. And that's what we need now. We need a fucking lunatic in that middle. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, yeah, he's got the ball and he's tackling you. Fucking hell. Um, well, there's an actual video of him when he, I think he plays for Rangers. He's got the ball out of his feet and this this opponent comes near him and he stamps down his leg and then he goes down holding his leg. It's fucking rootless, honestly. He's mad. Uh, fucking hell. What a, what a guy. Um, so he gave us another one, as I say. So he said, I'll give you one more. Go back to the start of the 18 19 season. On the basis, it wouldn't change a thing. Name one former Red player who didn't win as many trophies as they should have, uh, as they should have as a Red, that you'd resign so they could win it all. My pick is Jabby Alonso. He said, "Obvious one is Gerard, but again, we're leaving the obvious ones out." The ob- obvious two would be Gerard and Carragher, and then I think other obvious ones: Torres, Suarez. So I'm mm. gonna, I've got two. I'm picking okay. two, and one of them's Lucas Leiva. Oh yeah, great job. One's Lucas Leiva because, again, he gave absolutely everything for the football club. Fucking run himself into the ground. He was the type of player who'd take a booking for the team. If it meant him missing games, he'd fucking miss games through injury for the team. Through bookings, through red cards, he'd do for the team. Um, never had the, the easiest start. Didn't have the, the level of support he should have got throughout his career. Um, but to me and my eyes an absolute legend he overcome everything that come his way he yeah. became a massive part of the team and yeah I wish we could add in so we could win a lot with us my other one on the same level is Dirk Hout 
because he's okay. another one who would have liked to have seen. He was the working class hero, grafted his fucking arse off. He never got the credit he deserved. He scored some fucking ridiculous goals, but he was always that player that was never too good to, to work, to work hard. He didn't see himself as any different than the others. He just he just grafted. And I think it would have been nice to see him get a few more. Yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. I think you've gone with two, so um, I'll go with two myself. And the first one I'm going to say is Robbie Fowler. Um, Kev, me mate from when I was in BT, he, he's his favourite player ever. He he wouldn't he rants and raves about him at every opportunity, and I just think he's the most he's the most naturally gifted player we've we've had in in my lifetime. I just think he was just he was special. I think there was a time and there was a time in his his career early days, sort of twenty one, twenty two, and he was he was one he was the he was arguably the best striker in the world. He was just. Phenomenal, and he—he's another one. He had a—he had a tough time with injuries, um, towards the end of his Liverpool career and stuff. And you know, I'm glad we got the chance to bring him back and have a sort of final, proper goodbye in a way. Um, I just think, yeah, I just think Farley just—he deserved to win everything with us. Um, might be great to see him with like a European Cup and a league title, wouldn't it? Yeah, just to be fair, he didn't do too bad in terms of trophies, but. Um, that European Cup and the the thing going the, the lead title would have been yeah the main class. Yeah. The other one I'm gonna go with is Sammy Ipier, and I think Sammy Ipier was Sammy Ipier was a Rolls Royce of a defender, and I don't think he got looked at in the same light as your your Terry's and your Ferdinands and you know the the same the players of of that era in the same light because we weren't as good at the time. But he was every bit as good as them, and I don't care what anybody says. He was absolutely unbelievable. And until Van Dijk come in, and it's it's still a question, I think even now, he he's the he was the best centre back I, we've seen in my lifetime. Um, he was just he was phenomenal, and as as I say, he didn't get looked at in that in the right light. I don't think because Liverpool weren't what we are today. I think if he was playing in this team now, you'd be. You'd be talking fucking Ballon d'Or contender without a doubt. I I got asked this question about Hippier and I put him above Van Dijk because um, mm. so long and because as you say he never played with a, as well as good a team as Van Dijk. He never had that support as Van Dijk had. Um, I yeah, Sammy Hippier was absolutely exceptional. He was the he was the one that changed changed our our defending from conceding off set pieces. All the time. Remember, he used to dread playing Everton because of Ferguson when he was fit. Little fucking Gale Hans. But <laughs> um, no, I think when he came in, just the fear of conceding a corner, conceding a, a throw in by your goal, conceding a free kick near your goal, it, it went. He started heading everything out and he started scoring goals as well from our own set pieces. I think Carragher gets a. Carragher had a lot more heart. And a bit less ability than Ipia. Um at times didn't read the game as well. Hmm. Didn't have to, Ipia didn't really Ipia was very much like Van Dyke, where you never really seen him, never looked everything looked effortless with, with Ipia. Yeah. Whereas everything Carragher done was more like a Gomez. It was like fucking slugging his guts out to 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 make the tackle off the block. And Ipia just seemed to ghost around and make it look that easy. Um but yeah, I agree. I think Ipia's right up there. Hmm. I, I, I have said in the past, I think if, if we go another another few seasons and, and Van Dyke goes on to lift a few more trophies, then he'll go ahead of him. But for me, the time he was there and um, for the, the team that he played in, I think Ipia's above him. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'd say I can't I can't disagree with it, to be honest. He was just he was sensational. Um what a player. Um so yeah, thanks again for the Great questions. It you're always fucking thought provoking these ones. You just keep they? me going in me. I don't all the time. Oh, but I could have said him and I could have said him. Um so I asked you to think of a question for me and I've got one for you. So I'll give you my one first. Um and I'm gonna give you so my answer. Yeah. I'm, no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna 
just so you, because it doesn't make sense in my head at the, at the minute. But when I give you my answer, you'll you might understand it a bit better. So, my question for you is: go back to any season in the last say 10, 15 years. Who's one player that you wouldn't have sold that would have made a bigger impact in that season, in that particular season? So for me, my answer to that is Crouch in the 8 season. I think if we would have kept Peter Crouch that season, not signed Robbie Keane, I, I think we would have, I think we would have probably, I, yeah, I think we would have went on to win the league that year. I think Peter Crouch was just, I, I never wanted to get into Peter Crouch anyway. I thought he was fucking brilliant. I loved him. But I think Robbie Keane never fitted the system properly. Um, wasn't Benitez didn't want him, um, which is why. And then we sold him after six months and, and didn't replace him. I think that just derailed us a little bit. And I think Peter Crouch wouldn't have got that. And I think Peter Crouch would have been a bit of a game changer, especially coming off the bench. Oh, I remember when we got linked with, with Crouch and I was fucking livid. We were paying like 16 mil for him or something. And I was like, why are we buying this lad? He's an absolute crab. And then when he, I think he scored his first goal against Wigan. Yeah. And it was the maddest goal. Like it just looped in the air like a fluke, ricocheted, looped the keeper. And everyone, it was like a Nunes. As soon as that went in, the crowd were on our side. We all wanted mm. him to do dead well. Um, the way he connected with the fans and that. I did a love crouch. And I think he had more ability than he's ever had credit for. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal on his day. That aspect against Arsenal. Left, right and header. Um, yeah, quality. I think, for me, the obvious one's Ronaldo. I mean, we, he still has not been replaced. I think we I think we, we take City all the way. I think we could possibly win the quadruple if Ronaldo's in that team. So, I'd go with Ronaldo. Um, another one was Yossi Benayoun. Yeah. Then we got rid of him because Benitez just hated his guts. Remember us playing it? I think it was Atletico Madrid and Benitez got booed because we took him off. I think he scored. He took him off and apparently, so we've read, it was that game. Benitez said to him, you won't play for us again because he got booed. And that mean, obviously, we got knocked out. That was the the semi-final to go to Berlin, I think, for the Europa League. Oh, yeah. Um, And we never, obviously, we never done anything. I think he was a... I, I Ben Ayunas, call him like a David Silver, can unlock a defence from anywhere on the pitch. Brain above anyone, with little wobbly legs, doing stepovers that look weird. Um, But he was so tricky, so clever. And I think he's another one that I think if we'd have kept him a bit longer, we'd have won a few more things. Yeah. Yeah, he was very, very underrated again. Um, Was never really appreciated, but he, he popped up a important times and you know scoring a winner in the Bernabeu um, I was there <laughs> like getting at I think he scored at Atik when we beat in the 8-0 against Besiktas um, but he was he was he was very he was he was a he was a sort of more technical Dirk out in the sense that he'd always pop up with the big goal um, he gave 110% he'd always he was he was a hard worker but I think he was just he was a, he was better technically as I said than than Dirk out but he was that that ilk of player, and I think we had a lot of them at the time. And it, it, you know, I think a lot of the time, a lot of the players from that time, you know, you go back to that question of players you bring back who to win the lot. I think there's a lot of that sort of from 2007 to like 2009, 10. There's a lot of them players that you could say, I'd bring him back, I'd bring him back, I'd bring him back. I think it's Rafa's just that personal vendettas against, against certain people. Um, I think it was, was it Rafa who got rid of Danny Murphy. Um, yeah, but that was like a, that was at the very start when he first joined. Yeah, him. no, because I was watching a thing with Danny Murphy today, and he was, I think it was Rafa, and he said he, he couldn't bear him, couldn't stand him. He said the way he'd done it was just dead cold. Said you're not playing, don't want you go basically. Mm-hmm. And um, whereas he said with Gerard Julier, Gerard Julier told him. Um, Go to crew. So Ipswich come in for him, and he said, and he wasn't quite, he wasn't doing it at Liverpool. He said he'd started going on the island, that with his mates and, and being a really big balls and stuff like that. And um, Gerard Julia said, you can go on loan. And he said, I'm going to Ipswich. He said, you're not, you're going to crew, where he came from. So he's, 
he said he, he had to go to crew because Gerard Hillier made him. And when he came back, he said, that was your test. If you just said no to crew, you were going, you'd get sold. Yeah. And he came in and obviously became a, a vital part of Hillier. And I think the, the man management of people, Benitez didn't like you, you were gone. Benitez walked in and said, like, you're gone. She's like, Tony, mm-hmm. speak to me, see you later. And I think, I think that's just... I think it's just a different, um, a different, a different way of background and different way of management. Pep Guardiola yeah, is very much the same from, it's cold. you know, from the outside looking in. Pep Guardiola seems the same. It's like, okay, yeah, I've had, you know, look at Cancelo. Look at Cancelo, lad. He was starting first half of last season. He's then decided, you know what, you're not good enough in a bit. Go to Bayern. Like, it, no, got, it's that ruthlessness that. and it's the one thing people have said Klopp needs to have a bit more of and we've kind of seen it like this it. summer. He does lack it, though. He does lack that. Like, he wouldn't get you... To be fair, yeah, he, he has done it this summer, really. But I don't think it's all been his choice. No, I don't. I think Henderson and Fabinho got one has fucking shocked him to the core, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it's left us a bit on stuff. But, you no, know, people say about Shankly and Paisley. Shankly didn't have it in him. He made Paisley do it. Mm. Pa- Paisley was the, the one who had to go and tell everyone they weren't playing or they, they were going. Shankly had, had just... Plod on, Mr. Nice Guy, until he had to be absolutely ruthless. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, sound. So, my question would be if you're at it, you have to, you're forced into replacing Jurgen Klopp, which mm. manager from the past are you putting in his place for to manage this team? From the past, so it do, doesn't have to be like a former Liverpool manager, then former just... Liverpool player, former, former Liverpool... Liverpool manager, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I think can't be too nice. <laughs> um, I'd probably. I don't know. It's it's an odd one because I don't think. I'd, it's probably gonna have to be. I'd have to say. I'd have to say probably. Paisley. And I think, it, uh, sorry, no, not Paisley. I'd have to say Shankly, and I think. Just because it, it was, it's only between them two in my head. And I think the only reason I'm saying Shankly is because I think the transition from us losing Klopp to the next manager is going to be enormous. I think it's going to be bigger than we've ever seen in our lifetime. And I think, you know, Shankly, when he come in, we were the second division, weren't going anywhere, come, comes in, completely transforms the club. And I think, you know, then Paisley, uh, yeah, then Paisley comes in, carries on his good work. I think we'd need someone to start it all over again, restart the revolution rather than continue it, you know what I mean? So I think I think Shankly would be better averse to restarting the revolution, whereas then it'd be the same situation. Let Shankly do his work for five or six years, let the building block be put in place for Paisley to then take over and dominate. And I think that's what we'd need at that time after plot. Yeah, it's a good point that, whereas I'm on the other scale where I think... I think he's laying foundations that hopefully continue for many years and we can compete at the top. See how we go this season. Uh, I'd probably say Kenny Zaglish. I'd put Kenny Zaglish in. Um, his man management, brilliant. Put his arm around players, but ruthless at times. I think he'd, he'd go to a basic, old-fashioned, modern system and get the best out of some of the players. Um, I think he'd end up with centre midfield. And I think he'd play a simple like four four two, and it would be like the passing move to the Liverpool groove with this team under Kenny Zaglish. I think he'd he'd make, I think he'd concentrate a bit more on the de- defense defending as well, and make sure we were an absolute unit. So yeah, yeah I'd love to be, um, I'd love to see Kenny Zaglish in charge of a team like this. Yeah, now it would it be be interesting. Um, I assume you mean in like late eighties, early nineties, Kenny Zaglish and not. Late old nine, early two thousand tens. Zaglish, fucking hell, mate! He made that team get to two finals. They had yeah, no true. open the world. He went and won a cup at Wembley. I was there. <laughs> but even that, he, t- people have got something in the DNA that they just make things work. He's come back at what fucking in his fifties, possibly sixty. Hmm. He's come back and Kenny Zaglish's manager Liverpool, and uh, you're out at Wembley again. It's fucking mad. How, how does that even happen, lad? It seems fucked. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like, gone from being in a relegation battle and getting beat by Northampton to winning a couple of Wembley. It's just, it's mad. Yeah. Um, from like I say, people have just got mad, haven't you? 
Yeah, but no, I think, I think yeah, I think more ever team he had. She obviously the great games against like the likes of Man United with Suarez, them games. They're some of the best games we've had. They're under yeah. the Kenny. And I think again, we probably defensively at one of our best. Defensively, we were we were a unit. Mm. I don't think we conceded that many goals under Kenny. And then going forward, obviously, it depends on the players you've got. But going forward, we were an absolute unit again. He had he had a good mix of hard working players. I know he made a few mad signings. I like to see Stuart Downing's and that. But Charlie Adam. I, well, I, th- I think Stuart Downing, I think he signed Charlie Adam because he was Scottish, lads, to be honest. He wanted to meet. <laughs> or he could fucking understand him to, to, to tell the players. Did you make, make him captain at one point? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, for now. But um, no, I think he had he had that. The old fashioned, he had work because Charlie Adam grafted, like to be fair, even now, like Everest Chicken, which wasn't good enough. For, but he had players who grafted. Who knew the importance of work rate and working for each other, and then he had sheer quality, and he had a defensive unit. So yeah, King Kenny. I like all the way. I like it. Good answer. Um, but look again, it's been fun. Um, and the season's just around the corner now. So let's hope we've got. Let's hope we've got a number six in before Sunday at least. Eh? Um, you done well keeping that to half an hour, didn't we? <laughs> half an hour doesn't exist in our in our podcast lads anymore. Um, no, but you know what it's been fun um, as always thanks to everyone who's continued to listen and support us the, the response over the last few weeks has been really good so again just thank you and, and let's, uh, let's keep it up but for now up the reds up the reds Sports Social Podcast Network